2: Hello and welcome to Attacking Third, a CBS Sports Soccer Podcast. I'm Sandra Herrera, lead NWSL writer for CBS Sports joined today as always by my colleague and co-host lisa roman broadcaster and analyst on cbs sports on today's episode we have a special guest interview today before we get into everything a quick reminder to subscribe on youtube for exclusive interviews whenever we go live at youtube.com slash attacking third our special guest today is former u.s international and professional with angel city's front office newly promoted to general manager of angel city we've got Angela Mangano. How are you doing today, Angela? I am fantastic because I'm speaking with you too. Uh, Love, love the pod. Love what you do. So much fun. Thank you for having me on. Uh, we're, We're so, we're so hyped to speak with you, a legend of the game such as yourself. And it's your first time on the show with us and congratulations are in order. The new promotion to GM. How, how's the first week been so far in your new role? (laughs) Uh, you know, it's, it's been
3: great. I think, um, it's an interesting time to step into this position, uh, with the club that I've, I've been with, um, knowing that we're an expansion team and this is midseason. So, um, you know, I think still very excited though, about the steps that we're taking forward and how we're really, um, building and growing and developing this club, uh, and this organization as well.
0: So I want to learn a little bit more about this, because when Angel City announced that you would be their new GM, they stated um, essentially a laundry list of duties that you would be taking over. Um, The coaching, the first team, the player care, medical and performance, sports science, soccer operation, the wellness program, resources, development, management of teams, soon to be announced practice facilities in LA's. But as a GM, what does your day to day look like after this first Week plus.
3: Yeah. I, you know, I loved there was, um, I think one of Yali Bush's podcasts that she was speaking on. And when she said, I get it now with the role and the title of general manager, right? Cause it's so general in terms of your scope and what you do. It's not a specialist in one thing, um, but it's really playing a part in in every aspect, um, you know, of our first team, of our staff, of our, oh, as we call in our soccer house. Um, and yeah, the day to day, I'm um, right now, I think also because, you know, my role previously as VP of player development and soccer operations, you know, I was really on the day-to-day working with uh, a different group of, of people. Now, not only am I working with that group, but I'm working with essentially like the other half of our soccer house um, and staff. So it's a lot of conversations right now. And, um, you know, being in this role now, I'm I'm really in charge of making sure that we're all pulled together, aligned, you know, Communicating effectively, going up, going down, what that looks like, um, and quite candidly, as a startup, um, it's starting to go back in now and and put some of those processes in place, put some of the more of that structure in place that we just didn't have, you know, the privilege of time to do going into this first season. So it's a little bit of of that in terms of literally restructuring um, and what we've done with with this move um, in my new role, but also. Um, Doing the right things in terms of structure and process that can really expedite things, have more streamlined ways, more efficiencies, so that we're operating even more efficiently as a staff, and then that that plays into our players as well, and it it, it kind of lightens you know their load, their atmosphere because you know things are happening at a different pace. Um, and then they have a more, even more ability to focus right just on the playing field. So um, it's it's definitely been a, a lot of conversation and communication right now.
2: So this has been, um, you know, a switch in, in titles for you. The promotion going from a former now former VP of Player Development and Operations to a new GM was this this a promotion that perhaps you were anticipating? I know it's it's been early that you've been on the job, but are there already similar like similarities that you're seeing in in what is you know essentially your former title now your current title?
3: You know, it, I, I, even a couple of years ago, I probably wouldn't have said that. I could have seen myself as a GM one day. Um, I, I don't, I mean, you maybe think it would be a little bit more obvious, but it really, it really wasn't. I think I was excited to enter Angel City as an investor, um, you know, joining up with some of my former national team players, um, being a part of that, the values being so in alignment with mine and and what this organization stands for. Um, and I truly think that you know, everyone who's been a part of this organization, um, they have an origin story of what brought them into Angel City. Uh, there's something very specific that drew us all in, into this environment because we are so purpose, mission-driven, value-oriented. Um, and so with seeing that and and literally seeing the, not just the talk, but the walk, you know, first things Angel City's doing are community events. Um, I I show up to that because that's, in alignment with things that I believe in, um, in, in terms of investing in our community and, um, interacting with our community. Um, and so that led into, you know, me wanting to be more hands-on and, and having a full-time role, uh, with Angel City. Um, and I think, you know, by nature of what we're doing and, and how we're also just trying to make sure that, um, we become more efficient when we can and we do the things that we know we can control um, and being able to recognize things um, no matter when they are, you know, middle season, end of season, beginning, um, being able to make those changes that are needed um, and that, you know, everyone feels are in the best interest of the club and and for the player. So I think it's just very um, rewarding to be in an environment where, you know, one, people can push and, you know, you talked about what you saw in the release in terms of what I oversee. Um, You know, we like to dream big here and we like to be bold. And so I think um, very much in alignment with that, but, um, you know, being able to put that all out there and say, yeah, we're going to do this um, for, we're going to make sure that we have the right resources and support uh, to make everyone successful um, and how that filters into, you know, staff and players um, and this whole organization. So for me, it's, it's been, um, I think, an exciting time to actually witness that real time.
0: You're not just witnessing it though as as GM <laughs> you get your hands dirty and in on all of the work and in an effort to be bold in Angel City um there's got to be a wish list for you whether it's a to-do list or a wish list I want to know what is at the top of it for you as you enter this GM role Honestly it's right now making the playoffs um
3: you know it might not seem big and bold to other people but i think as a first year expansion team um it's big and bold and you know we're we're right there right now um and i think uh being able to say like yeah we we believe in this team and you know all the different things that we've gone through just even to this point as a startup and an expansion team um these players are resilient and that is so incredible to see how they show up and perform game after game um you know, that is, that's, that's my big, bold number one, um, you know, that, you know, we'll, we'll see in a matter of days and weeks, but, um, that's definitely the the first thing right there on it. You know, obviously a championship is, is big and bold. Um, you know, realistically, does that happen in, in year one? I don't know. Um, but yeah, I think we're going to go for that and, and see if, how far we can push that um, because we do have that belief and these players do have that resiliency. Uh, And yeah, there, there are other things that are coming in the future. um, But even knowing that there is a plan to build out a new training facility uh, that is specifically for our first team and staff, um, I think is, it's not necessarily a big, bold one on my list that I put down there. It just, it's already there for me. Um, So I I'm grateful for that too.
0: And in seeing that already on your list, um, what are the plans for the practice facility in LA for this first team? Yeah, we I mean, as you you probably
3: know, and my my background was in real estate, you know, um, sometimes it's finding a unicorn when we think about real estate, and especially when we're looking at training facilities that are going to be up to the right standard for a professional team. Uh, land is, you know, at a minimum in terms of availability. Um, and so it's about identifying the right location. Um, you know, uh, I'm not in the day-to-day of doing that part of the process right now, um, but have seen some different facilities, was able to see KC's, uh when we just played them recently, um, and, and see what Things do look like, um, and then having a plan. You know, after that location is set, finalized, contract signed, of of breaking ground, Um, and you know, the hope is to have everything done, um, you know, by 2024. So, um, you know, things are things are lining up in terms of getting us to that point. There's still a lot to be done. Um, We're not going anywhere anytime soon, but just knowing that that legwork, groundwork is already in process, and we're getting closer uh, each day is is really exciting.
2: I love hearing that. I mean, those are maybe some of the challenges of, you know, navigating those types of things with a club in in a big market, in a big, you know, metropolis like like LA that might be different from some other, you know, markets in, in NWSL. So that's always very insightful. I'd like to maybe sort of ask you to kind of maybe keep both hats on, both former player and current GM, because we're seeing more former players in front office roles throughout the league. You've mentioned, you know, Yael Iverbush West, you know, for, with Gotham, um, I know the Cam 11 with Kansas City. There's there's players who have also sort of found themselves in coaching roles now uh, throughout the league. But what are some of the challenges that maybe you've seen in kind of making that leap from former player to someone who's essentially at an administrative level now?
3: Yeah. For me, the biggest challenge I think is knowing what it does look like, like what what the vision is and where I want us to get to and where I know you know our organization wants us to get to, um, and not being there yet. Uh, you know, I'm a little bit impatient. So I think, you know, just knowing that everything's not set up. Um, and it's it's just it's not realistic, you know, things take time to get there. So um I think in the process of that though it's also taking a step back and an understanding and having perspective of where we are and that um, we are in a good place. Um, It's just not, you know, to that big, bold, you know, vision that, that I carry, um, you know, for this club. Um, But that is, that's also part of, of the journey, right. In the process and, and um, what makes, winning a gold medal at Olympics so rewarding is because of the process and the journey and being able to do it together collectively as a team, collaboratively while we're making an impact in the community, while we are selling out, you know, stadiums for our games and, and the players get to experience that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think for me, the biggest challenge is really that constant reminder of, you know, we're in the grind right now. We are, we are building, we are growing, we're trying to lay the right foundation so that we are, we are set for improvement and progress, you know, at the right time. Um, and and just realizing that it, it is a journey um and that i can't have it all at once and and that's okay um but you know i think being able to show up and and know that um it's work and and still enjoyable i think is um is really special too
0: So much of it is about the journey and and then the destination is that much sweeter when you struggle a little bit on the journey and you know, the ups and downs you went through. So you've touched on this a little bit. You are a former professional, the WUSA, the WPS with the U.S. women's national team. How much in your role now as a GM, do you touch back into those roots you have as a player? And in terms of understanding what players want now, or maybe how to go about your role as a GM.
3: Yeah, it's, it's really interesting. Um, because I definitely, I feel very fortunate that I still am able to carry, you know, the player perspective to a degree. Um, obviously it's been a while since I've been on the ground literally as a player. Um, but I also appreciate that I do have a little bit of, um, a different world experience than a player too. So, you know, the experiences that I've had in corporate environments, uh, in nonprofit environments, on boards, in, um, in environments with a lot of different people and a lot of different perspectives, uh, a lot of different resources, um, and what that means and looks like. Um, and then understanding the load, uh, the player management, what, what the grind looks like for a player as a professional athlete, that's, you know, not the glamorous stuff, but the day in the day out, um, at least having an understanding, a perspective of that, uh, I think also helping in the conversations that I have with players too, um, and being able to give context and perspective in a way that um is a little bit more translatable um, in terms of what happens on you know the front office side and some of the intricacies and the things that we are just not aware of as players. And we should not need to be, right? That shouldn't be the focus. People are in, you know, their roles for specific reasons and purposes um to fulfill that. So I think all of those things I definitely bring in um, to this position. Uh, but honestly, I bring pretty much all my my past, you know, sports experiences into into my life experience, no matter what role I'm serving, um, because of the valuable lessons that I really have been able to take from that and help me grow as you know a person and professional.
2: I love that. Let you know I, I would imagine as both you know and someone who invested with angel city early on and now with the season underway and in your new role, you've had to watch a lot of soccer, I'm sure. So let's stay with that. The NWSL is celebrating its 10th year, expanded to 12 clubs, angel city, one of them. And we're witnessing a very, very competitive season with several teams making a playoff push angel city included. So I want to ask you, let's talk about the game a little bit. How would you rate the, the level of play that you've watched this, this season and within this current era uh, compared to to previous years or previous eras. Yeah.
3: and I know I think Lisa you kind of touched a little bit on this too with your last question, just. I mean, the professional player in our league is different than when I played, right? there are, there are differences to how players approach the game, what they're doing, you know to prepare themselves to recover. um you know there's a different mentality and professionalism around the sport, which is I think incredible to see um And so I I rate it. And I rate where we are currently, you know, 10th season, Um, honestly, being a part of the first two and having those both go away is just, uh, I don't take that for granted. And lightly. that the NWSL is now in its 10th season and going strong and looking at uh, expansion opportunities and investment interest from. More more sources than before, um, and there's an attention on our sport right now in this moment in time, um, and not just the sport, but women's football, right? And I think that is um, so nicely woven into how we've looked at even the U.S. Women's National Team and what they've stood for, uh, use their platform uh, to tie into what we're doing and how we're shifting as a league, how we're growing, um, what audiences show up, uh, you know, as fans, and and who that really is and the new fans that were able to attract the game. So, I mean, taking all of that into account, I will put us at an eight, um, because I think that is a, I'm I'm looking at where we've come right. And I'm not just in this, this league, but looking at the history of our sport. Um, and yet I think from eight to like a 10, if we're going at a, a 10 scale that eight to 10, there's a lot, there's a lot in there, right. To, to make up and to get to that level. But I feel like we are, you know, obviously also having Jessica Berman come in as as our commissioner and and having more stability now, too. Um, So just having some of the changes, more leadership in the front office staff of the league, um, we're seeing the growth. We're seeing it in many different ways. um, And that's not lost on on me. But I also think, um, you know, there are things that we can continue to do to make sure that we're retaining uh, and attracting the best talent in the world. Um, And I think, you know, from that eight to 10, that's, that's a big part of, you know, making up that gap too.
0: I love that you, put a legit score on it. That was fantastic. (laughs) I loved it. I loved it. Angela, I want to ask you about you as a player. You said you, you haven't played in a while, but when you look (laughs) at this eight score, this eight rating that you're giving the current landscape of, of women's football, whether it's the NWSL or the U S women's national team or the angel city roster, which current players that are playing right now would you like to lace up your boots with and play alongside? <laughs> oh man, current players.
3: Um, and I'm trying to think, make sure I'm not saying anything to avoid. I got to avoid tampering. I got to stay with my own players here. <laughs> I mean, I'm learning the rules here, people. Uh, <laughs> so, um, you know, you what's know, actually, I, I know it's not, it's kind of a little a cop out, but it's actually been funny um, and fun to see uh, some of our staff kind of lacing up. Like, you know, you look at and, and Luka who, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I actually played against in the WPS, you know, in, in that league, um, and seeing some of the former players, uh, coming out and lacing up. I did not do that. I played with the kids, um, at one training session and did like a little pickup, but, uh, I have not done that with the team. Um, but. I'm trying to
0: think of, uh,
3: let's see. I, I'm trying to give you like a real answer since I gave you a score. Um,
0: so you were a midfielder when you played mainly professionally Yeah. Um. when you look at some of uh, maybe the other midfielders on Angel City or even in the NWSL with the national right. team. Is there someone that you're like, I'd love to play alongside them? They're going to feed me great balls or <laughs> I know Verna, I can rely in, on you're them. You're in
2: your prime, you know, like, I
0: mean,
3: yeah, you're in your prime for sure. Yeah, I mean, you got to look at Savvy, Sav- like Sav, like. I mean, that's the that's the one player, like especially with that type of question, like the way that she's able to precisely put it on a dime, her touch on the ball, um, I mean, feeding into and, you know, and I'm seeing myself running out of like a deeper position going into the midfield to get that long ball service from staff because I know she's going to put it right where I need it uh and maybe a little half volley no volley you know over the top i mean and it's a game winner part. and it's a and game that's one. what i see and that's just that's what's up here yeah thanks for fi- thanks for pulling that out of me <laughs>
2: <laughs> well listen we, we always like to have a little fun like towards the end of the interview so we're like what well, what what if we like pitched her some of these hypotheticals and yeah. maybe she would like have some fun with it and i'm gonna ask you one more because you're a gm yeah. now though so it's a little bit different right and you're learning yeah. the rules so i'm not gonna try to like you know lure you into anywhere where you don't want to go but You've played with some pretty uh, epic legends yourself, uh, included uh, throughout uh, your career, whether it was the club level or at the United States Women's National Team senior level. As a GM, which of those former teammates, if they were in their prime today, would you maybe like to have a Shannon conversation Box. with about? <laughs> well, didn't even let me finish the question, it Shannon Box. That's music yeah. to my ears. You know, Shannon Box is one of my favorite yes. players. Yeah. Absolutely.
3: Yeah, Shannon had a boxy boxy, and, and it kind of goes back, you know, to the last question because I mean, one, I love playing with her, um, but she was a beast. And uh, yeah. I mean, just yeah, she could just control that midfield. And yeah,
2: yeah, Shannon it. Box for for all the youngins, for all you guys yeah. watching, like <laughs> go look, go find some Shannon Box highlights. Oh, uh, yeah. You're talking about a player who absolutely. Yeah. Um, change change yeah. that position for the team and and what it meant yeah. for the team. So I'm with you. I would love to see yeah. a Shannon Brock, a Prime with with Angel City. <laughs> I, I gotta I to gotta see go see. ask her. I gotta see. Well, who has her rights? Somebody probably still has her rights. In the
0: I gotta. <laughs> Someone out. has her rights. You yeah. can get her in in pink and black. You can yeah. do it.
2: <laughs> oh my goodness, I love it. Well, this has been uh, this has been awesome. This has been exciting. So glad that you were able to join us today on attacking third, Angela. We always like to uh, thank our listeners towards the end of the episode. So thanks, everybody, for for joining along and following along on this. Make sure you follow us on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, at Attacking Third for more, and subscribe to Attacking Third on YouTube.com slash Attacking Third. For Sandra Herrera, Lisa Roman, and Angela, please, Magna, this was Attacking Third. Hey,
1: everyone, this is Jimmy Conrad, your favorite former U.S. Men's National Team player and the host of the Call It What You Want podcast, And I'm here to tell you that Viore is a versatile clothing brand that speaks my language. It's inspired from the coastal California lifestyle, just like me. Its products stand the test of time.